Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We welcome in the great Olden Polonies, 15-year NBA vet, Fox Sports NBA analyst. Find him on Twitter at Olden Polonies1. Olden, thanks for joining us this morning, my friend. Oh, it's my pleasure to be on. Uh, let me ask you first about LeBron. What type of a statement can I make about a game between him and Giannis Antetokounmpo on March 7th as some sort of a precursor possibly for the NBA Finals? Um, not much. I don't know. It could be a precursor, but um, I'm not sure about that. I think the Clippers would beg to differ and Denver and some other teams. So, But it was a good matchup, and I think what it kind of showed a little bit is, you know, LeBron was trying to change the narrative a little bit about that. He was afraid of Giannis um, by, you know, taking him on at key uh, moments in the game and did a pretty good job. But, again, it's a regular season game, and it, it doesn't really mean that much in the grand scheme of things, you know. But the one good thing is the Lakers did clinch the playoffs since, you know, first time since 2012-13. So that, that's good for them. I had no idea it had been that long. I had no clue. I was like, wow, it's been six, seven years since they made the postseason. My goodness. Yeah. They're, they're at 48 and 13. You know, they, they tried so many different things. And even when LeBron first got there last year, it was a little bit slow for him to kind of take over. How much does this affirm to LeBron about the team buying into kind of what he does? Because this will be the third go around, or at least the third different franchise where a team has bought into what LeBron brings and has has seen the, the the positive results because of it. Well, I mean, he's a great player, you know, and I always try to tell people, so great players do great things. And, and you know, last year, you know, with the groin injury, that um, kind of like scuttled everything a little bit. But then you get an Anthony Davis to come on board, a Danny Green, Avery Bradley. You added some depth to that team. And so to me, it's not just LeBron. It's a combination of pieces that were put together. And, but the key component is LeBron James. And so to me, 
that's where, you know, you see his true greatness is that he he can carry a franchise. He carries a league right now. And so people shouldn't forget that. And, you know, and I'm saying that being one of his biggest critics. And so to me, this is really, he's done a, a heck of a job at 35 years old to to really play at a level we've rarely seen. Old and Paul Neese joining us on the show. It's so fresh. I'm probably not putting you in the best spot, but I got to get an opinion on it. Uh, Kenny Atkinson let go today. Well, they mutually parted ways. Why did it go south between he and the Brooklyn Nets? Well, you could, you know, pick at so many different things right now. I think the Nets underachieved a little bit. Granted, the injuries to Kyrie and KD, but they knew KD wasn't going to play this season. But I still believe they underachieved with the pieces that they have. And so to me, at some point in time, when a coach can't get guys to, you know, step up to the plate, and do what they're supposed to do, I mean, something's going to have to give. And the old saying is it's a lot easier to fire one than to fire 12. And so, you know, know, reading from what I read, you know, it was a mutual agreement, but it was a firing. It doesn't matter. You know, they can sugarcoat it all they want. But, again, the Nets, like I said, they have a lot of talent. And so to me, you know, yeah, you could have – gotten more out of them and I don't think he did that so again that's probably the reason why he was let go can you answer me something that's very dramatic whose side do you take Spike Lee or the Knicks I take Spike Lee's side regardless and the reason I take Spike Lee's side is because you know I understand businesses you know you got to have you know certain things that go on yeah you you change policy but and it's your right to do so. But Spike is Spike, you know? It's like Spike <laughs> is the Knicks. And so to me, no matter what's going on with the team, he is always there spending his honored money. And I didn't realize he had spent close to $10 million on tickets. That's absurd. <laughs> I mean, and that's really an obsession when you think about it. That, that, is a, that is a hell of a hobby if you're spending that much yeah. money on tickets. Uh, and to oh, me, what, what I think what really messed it up is this. He's been yeah. doing this for 20-plus years, going through the same entrance. Okay, you changed the policy, but it should not apply to him. I'm not saying you give him preferential treatment, but it's like he's a well-known individual, well-known across the world. So it's not like it's some regular guy that you don't know that you're saying, hey, you, Jim, you got to go that way. That's Spike Lee. And so see, to me... It's just it didn't bode well. It it was not a good look for the Knicks at all. You're the best person to ask because 15-year vet, you're obviously still close to the game. Where I'm from, with all three teams, there has always been a kind of, well, there's rules, but there's certain people that, hey, like for this example, well, that's Mr. Lee. Mr. Lee's been doing this for 28 years and has spent a lot of money with the organization and kind of can can kind of go about the building as he pleases. What do you, as a player, coach, whatever, what is over the line for like a season ticket holder that has spent that much who might feel he might be entitled to certain perks like that? He is entitled to certain perks like that because Spike Lee's put the Knicks in his movies. He wears the jerseys. You know, he's always dressed in New York Nick gear. So that's what I'm saying. So he's he's beyond that level. You know, we know Jack is a Laker fan, but listen, uh-huh. he never wears Laker gear. And so to me, Spike is almost obsessive with it. And so I think they could have handled that way differently than they did. 
you know, and with they're still on, you know, on the heels of the judgment coming down against Charles Oakley, which was a bad look again for the team. One of your legends, you know, that gave you everything for that city, beloved by the fans, and he gets let out in handcuffs. It's not a good look for your organization when things like this keep happening. Totally agree. I got into a fight with it with with somebody else here on CBS Sports Network and our Sports Radio and Olden. I said, "Listen, man, you you can say what you want to about law and order and rules and all that stuff, but I just know that when I look at it, at least with the last dozen years now, if I agree with the Knicks, I know I'm wrong at this point. Is it that can it can it be that simple for me that you know what if I think I can see James Dolan's side of things or if I can see the Knicks side of things, I'm probably in the wrong here and I should probably just take the side of." of Oakley or Spike Lee or anybody else who's on the other side of the Knicks? Those guys aren't wrong. The Knicks are wrong. James Dolan is wrong. He is like, he's, he's, ushering, he's ushering fans out the arena because they're chanting, sell the team. Mm-hmm. That's absurd. People have a right to be frustrated. You have a right as an owner to put the best product on the court. And you have a right to, you know, you have to be able to, you know, look at it from that side as an owner. Wait a minute, what am I doing? I'm I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not giving these fans what they deserve and what they need. So I am definitely, you know, I would, you know, look, I don't want to, you know, shoot myself in the foot here, but, hey, the Knicks are a great organization. They Well, they used to be. And he's got to figure out a way to get them back on track. And if it's if it means him selling the team, then he should – do what's best for that organization, okay, and not what's best for himself. Olden Paul, and he's joining us on the show. I love it, and I totally agree. Uh, the question was asked earlier this week. Let me ask you, Luca or Zion, who would you rather start a franchise with? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, can I have both? <laughs> I can't <laughs> go wrong. But I, I, you know what? I, I love Luca's game, and I think that bodes better for me if I'm starting a franchise, you know, a triple-double guy. And so I'm not really big on the jumping and dunking abilities of people because that goes real fast, except for LeBron, of course. But uh, but I, I would definitely pick Luka Doncic, you know, to, to start a franchise. I mean, very heady player. He's doing stuff in the second year that is incredible. You know, it's not, but again, it's not like, Hey, if I ended up with Zion, I'd be upset. So Steve Coonan said earlier that he would kind of like the season to start the NBA season to start in December. He thinks it would help ratings. Do you agree with that? Um, We're so used to it starting in October now and the finals being in June, but I could see that happening. And I, and I read the article and to his point, I mean, he made some great points, you know, because, of the fact that we do, you know, early on in October, we do have to battle with the NFL. And so to me, and that's a tough fight. And so, and people don't get caught up in the NBA up until, you know, March and April. And so if there's a way to make the product a little bit more uh, appetizing, sure, why not? I kind of agree with it. Wow. I see. Everything has to change and it has to evolve. Just like the game, how it's changed and evolved. It's not a, you know, it's not a bad game now. It's actually better for, for the league, you know, compared to the 80s and 90s when it was wrestling with a basketball. And so now, aesthetically, it's, it's pleasing. And so to me, it's the same thing. If you need to move it 
further back and enjoy everything that can come from it, why not take a look at it? You like the changes that have happened with the NBA over the last 10 years? Um, Some I do, some I don't. You know, there's certain changes that were good for the game, mm-hmm. but, you know, some of this stuff, like with the replays, it's, come on, it's it's absurd. It should not take that long to look at a, a video. Well, it, it just know, threw stuff like that bothers me. Yeah, it's but it, it kind of threw like it's like okay, you didn't stop playing that long ago, but you know your career spanned the late '80s, early not or late '80s through the '90s, and you just kind of said it. And the 2000s, and the sorry, and the 2000s, and you just said in those days it was wrestling with a basketball, and then you, you, I mean you kind of like the style of play better than what it used to be, old. I personally do, even though I played in those in that era. Yeah, I mean, it was very physical. Okay, but aesthetically, this is more pleasing. And that's what the league has been going. And again, everything has to evolve. It's supposed to. Because the way they played in the 50s is not how they played in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. You know, no one shoots underhanded anymore. No one do, does the one-legged, you know, hops, hops, got jumps, you know, mm-hmm. jump shot. And so to me, it's supposed to get better. It's supposed to evolve. You know, now they talk about they might extend the three-point line to a four-point, you know, line. So, again, because guys are shooting from half court now, why not make it count? But that, <laughs> you know, that's going a little too far, in my opinion. <laughs> Olden, I can't thank you enough for the time. This is fantastic. All the best to you. Hope to talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.